like I it. had no idea. You shouldn't have told me. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, but seeing as we get to know, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Yeah, Thank welcome you. to Thinking Out Loud, everyone. Yeah. Um, another episode. It's back in the studio. Myself, Jermaine, Ben, as you heard, Afsa. Um, I think it's best to add a trigger warning just for those listening and watching as well that today's topic is going to be about domestic abuse. Um, so thank you, Afsa, for agreeing to come on. Thank you for having me. Welcome on the show. Um, <laughs> but like I, I was saying before, like with with that your domestic abuse, it's not it's your story. So like even though like you said like you were a bit like nervous about it, but I think people can just resonate with with just the, the honesty, man. Mm. Like you know, because when I watched it, I was just I was like, wow, this is. I know it's not an uncommon thing, but I don't know, like I said, I just don't really hear, hear a lot of it from, like, our, what want I say, our community, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's just often, but I, I said, but that's the thing, though, a lot a lot of it is kind of, um, I won't say a taboo, but it's kind of, it's hard to kind of talk about, because mm. a lot of the time, with these things, is maybe people mask it well, people are under, like, um, what's the word for it, like, People in it are, it's fear and it's fear because we, we don't know how that, that abuser might have coerced them to, like, if, you, if you talk or tell anyone about this, then you know, it's, it's that fear. And, and, and that's yeah. the sad thing is that people are, can't even have no outlet to, to talk about it or have no people to reach to it, not, not even no support. Yeah. Do you know I mean, that's the, um, that's the hard thing. And I, and I think when people look at, oh, why people always like, I know when I've kind of seen, um, like film, because like, I remember the other day I was talking about this the, the series that the, not oh, the yeah. series that um it was like a BBC documentary. Oh yeah. Um, murdered, murdered the by time. murdered by my boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that. So that like, I was watching that it was interesting because it was based on a, it was based on a, on a true story, and I was watching that and I was just like seeing how unfortunate so she met this guy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm not saying this is the case for every single. I'm not saying all, all people abusers are like this are insecure. Or all abusers are not like have their self in order. It's it's different. But this guy, like from when the story unraveled, like this guy just seemed mad insecure. Like mm-hmm. because and the thing is, when I was watching it, it was that like, it would be little things. Like, oh, so who who texts you? Like, mm-hmm. but but at the time you might think it's not a big deal. So, uh, you know, your man asks your man or your or your woman asking who texts you. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Soto texts me. Mm-hmm. But after a while, it's like. Bro, chill. Like, why? You know, it just gets a bit. Yeah, you sounded a bit controlling in the yeah, way. Like, it's yeah, like, like, oh, you shouldn't text this person, or you know, or this or that. Because, yeah. because, there's, there's saying who text who. Oh, who's, who's that? Like, mm. but then after a while, in that, in this particular um drama, you can't, you kind of see the pan. Because before it was, it went from, oh, who's texting you? Oh, um, mm. how come you're gonna, how come you're going out, out with the girls instead of spending time with me? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not no expert, but something like that is like it. That's that. That's that's alarming. That's like yeah. that's yeah. like sirens flashing. Red, red you know, flags like, from yeah, exactly. Red flags. <laughs> you're thinking what? What? Okay, I'm going out. Like why are you? You know? Oh, why are you wearing that? It's like just mad insecure. Like jumping insecurities. I think. Do you know what it is? I think that sometimes, like I think to your point earlier when you mentioned, sometimes there's not enough people speaking about their traumas or their toxic or abusive relationships. Sometimes I think it stems from perhaps not even knowing what these things look like, what these red flags look like or, and sometimes, especially within the black community, a lot of us, sometimes our parents have been in abusive relationships, but we've normalized it. 
So mm. it's like when you do see some of these red flags, we just overlook them because it's something that is so perhaps sometimes so common within our societies yeah. that when you when you're either dating someone and it's like the controlling behavior or the coerciveness, um, we sometimes as people we don't have that many boundaries. And so when things like this start to happen and someone's like, Oh, who called you? You just you just overlook it. And especially when you're dating, you're often you're not gonna challenge the person because you're stuck in you're admiring them, right? And you're thinking with your heart and not your head. And that's what tends to happen. For me, that was my experience anyways at the beginning. You don't look at you don't notice these red flags. Yeah, like but even with that though, because as 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 some whether, whether it's, it's not it's not right to kind of to kind of be proper like pestering your 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 partner like just well, what are you doing it's like just give like mm. you, it should be a thing where you're you're in this together but you're also your own person as well you have your own independence yeah, but then yeah. you know when someone starts to be insecure with certain things and you, and sometimes it's you kind of like back to the um the uh, um the 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 program. It was like maybe okay, this guy's insecure, but it's but at that point it's maybe just okay. He's insecure, but not abusive. But as 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 mm. the as the uh drop the program pro- progressed, you kind of say okay, you're insecure, but this is yeah, you're, it's it's just it's now abusive now. Like yeah, you know like in, I mean yeah, insecurities are insecurities. Don't get me wrong, but that that's never insecurity or or being in love should never be like a an excuse to start being like, violent to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah we all have our insecurities in it, but yeah. you just, just gotta deal with them. Yeah, and sometimes you overlook it because you think, oh, they're just insecure, not knowing that that insecurity leads to emotional abuse Mm, long term. So yeah, like so it's like what 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 they have gone on in their lives. Who knows? In the but I I I I, me personally, like when it comes to relationship, I always feel like I'm not saying you can't grow with people, but I always feel like you should you should kind of definitely like before you enter anything, check what your what you're bringing to the relationship in terms of like okay cool mm-hmm. I mean yeah we have our we have our baggage we all have something yeah. don't get me wrong but just check what things are will be problematic that you need to kind of like sort out now and or what things were okay cool I, this is not it's a deal but it's mm-hmm. not a big big deal to the point where it's going to be a detriment in this relationship or yeah. with this person so that that's certain things I'm, I'm not an expert I'm just saying this is just my I mean I think there's another similar like one with like workplace as well so like even though it has nothing to do with relationships but there's toxic you know to- to- um, toxicity in workplaces mm. so people will abuse a certain person to get something yeah. but yeah. they don't really show it in front of everyone so they tend to go in a place where you know they're hiding or no one can see and that can be a form of um emotional manipulation as well yeah yeah i agree i think it occurs in different types of relationship it's not just in a a romantic one it can be through friends family workplace work colleagues and i think once you start to notice these things and you start to instill barriers or boundaries it makes it that much easier to deal with but i think it's about noticing what these things look like first but that's the thing sometimes you know we said earlier like when we're in something we don't really we just don't we just shrug it off we don't really think oh this, mm. is, this is not really a minor and sometimes it's it's the infatuation it's the love like yeah it's mm. mm. fine this is not it's not a problem and uh, but again that isn't to say even if someone's blinded by love that's not that's not that doesn't mean they deserve any abuse you know what i mean it's just yeah. you know what i mean that like, it's that like, love's one of those things where like you know it's 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 like a one of the ingredients of any like relationship 
whether yeah. uh, romantic or, or um, platonic, yeah. But yeah. it's not. It can't be the only thing, and it can't be the only thing you just use to, you know, for for bad for toxic behavior. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't. You know, like often. You know, you kind of see that a lot. But like with you, Afsa, what was um like now? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're, you're out of your toxic relationship. But like, if you were to kind of think back, like what were some of the like red flags? Um, that you know, what are some of the things you now realize are were red flags? Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned insecure because late, like later, whilst I was in it, I remember certain things where my ex would ask me questions about who's messaging you or why do you have at the time I had Facebook. This was like even before Instagram. Why do you have Instagram? I mean Facebook, and those were red flags. But I didn't notice them as red flags. This is when I was in the relationship at this point. And I remember talking to friends of mine, like my male friends especially. Um, they're like, I saw that's that guy seems insecure. But I like just everyone has Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I just brushed it off, and I just thought, oh, you guys don't understand. We've got a good thing going here. We're trying to build a family. This, 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 that, right? But now, in hindsight, when I look back to even when we started dating, he would questioned me like I might be going to see him and I remember like at one point I was going to see him outside where he was living at the time um I saw an old college mate someone that was just like a associate at college so it wasn't we weren't close or nothing but you know when you see someone that you recognize you say yeah. hello and you greet them etc yeah. how you doing he must have looked out of his window and saw me speaking to the guy and when I eventually got up to his place he was like why why were you speaking to that guy and I said I know him he went to my college he was like, but you was coming to see me? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm here, aren't I? I was coming, um, I was on my way and I came across someone that I know. I'm not going to just ignore them. Like, if I know someone, I'm going to greet them. We're going to say, how you doing? Ex- exchange, like, a few words, etc. And he made it into a big deal. And I just felt like this isn't a big deal. I brushed it off at the time. Um, yeah, sometimes I think, damn, I thought, like, you was really naive. How can you just ignore that red flag? But... I was at that stage in my life where I wasn't really aware, like especially self-aware or just aware of the things that people ask or say Mm. to you. So that was one of my other red flags. And then slowly as we progressed dating, there was many other red flags, like trying to control what I wear. Um, No, prior to even that, trying to control, okay, even wearing makeup. I said, I don't want you to wear makeup. If you're wearing lip gloss or lipstick, don't kiss me. Or what was it? There was another one where it was, yeah, I don't want you to. Um, yeah, I don't want you to wear to wear makeup. I can't remember. There was just so much um, that he didn't want me to do, say, act. I don't want you to be friends with these people. And um, why are you friends with your male friends? And it was just like I had to now cut people out of my life to try and make him feel like I I respect our relationship. So if I spoke to people that he wasn't keen on me speaking to, to him, it came across like I was disrespecting our relationship. And he used that as a tool to try and get at me. So, yeah. So when... I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll cut that. (laughs) (laughs) So when was the moment you realised that it was time to leave the relationship just in your own words? Um, to be fair, it took a, it took years. So that that little bit that I've just told you, that was let's say what a year in, yep. or just under a year year in. I left let's say five six years later. So, um, in terms of me leaving now, uh, it took a, a while because, like I said earlier, sometimes you're in an emotionally abusive relationship and you don't know. 
because you're just so used to sometimes that particular individual like myself at the time I lacked boundaries and I wasn't aware of what it was that I was sort of like so you say you lacked I lacked, oh, lacked yeah, yeah I lacked a lot of boundaries and I just I was at a place in my life where I also was going through my own traumatic experiences separate from my ex um, which made us sort of bond through trauma and because we bonded through trauma <clears throat> and he was there for me I felt like I had to be committed to that relationship and because I felt like he's got me. So I became so codependent on him that that's what made it so hard to leave to begin with. Um, but as the years unfolded, I found myself even more codependent, but then realizing that the, the red flags were now becoming so apparent to me. So at the beginning where he was like trying to tell, ask me questions about why are you talking to that guy? This is where it started to be like, I don't want you to work. I want you to be a stay-at-home mum. Because at that point, we had a child together. So I don't want you to work. I want you to be a stay-at-home mum, using other women as examples to show that they're doing much more better than I. Um, even though in my eyes, I felt like I was doing pretty well, in my, especially in my career, at that early stage of my life. But he used, he used to try to belittle me because he felt insecure at the stage that he was at in his life. And I found myself slowly becoming insecure and I was never really an insecure person, especially when I met him, I was quite confident. Mm. Um, so yeah, I hope, I don't know if that answered the question. No, you, know, you did, <laughs> yeah. definitely, you know. You can, I think you explained that really well and obviously it makes you realise there is a lot of crazy people out there, you know, that, and <laughs> some of them have insecurities that they didn't deal with before they enter a relationship, so. Yeah, but you see one thing a lot of it like um, is alarming but a lot of it one thing that sticks out is I don't know this uh, like the trauma bonding because mm. sometimes that when we meet people that maybe have gone through maybe something similar <coughs> to what we've been through in terms of like trauma or just something or, or, or like a bad experience or a bad childhood yeah. so again you kind of form that click and you think right okay because you've been through what I've been through this yeah this this should work because we come to that we have similarities but sometimes it's not it's not it's not about I'm, I'm not there are some cases where like people meet through like they can uh, their kindred spirits in terms of to have the same experiences but they've kind of used that to um not rather than as to rather than as, as a toxic thing is a thing that's that's propelled that relationship mm. but some people like in your cases like he just thought okay well she you know she gets me but no matter what, and again, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that oh, I'm not saying this to be like this perfect person. But no matter what, no matter what what trauma you've been through or trauma you've been through, you can't use that as an excuse for anything. Yeah. Like yeah. like I like you know I've I've you know we've been through like losing both parents. I'm not gonna start saying that oh yeah I'm like this because I lost both of my parents. Mm. After a while, it's just like you you gotta take some accountability. Oh, like, I, I get it. Yeah. It's 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 tough, you know and. You know, again, it's not about people feeling sorry for me, but you know, you have to somehow, as as a, not even as a, as a man or just as a human being, just just know when to kind of listen. Okay, well, I hear I hear you. Like you've been through a lot, but this ain't this isn't the way in it. So either mm -hmm. I don't know whether that's like through some sort of counselling, mm -hmm. or it's just something that that will help. Do you know what I mean? And I I think um, sometimes it comes from like I know you you told me about your story um, about losing your parents. Sometimes I think with people that have gone through trauma, depending on at what stage they were at in their lives, how old they were. So like sometimes when I look at certain people, 
depending on the stage of their life that they went through the trauma, it could be that they encountered it at very early childhood. They're sometimes still stuck in that childhood state. It's like that inner child is still hasn't healed. Those wounds haven't haven't been dealt with. And I think for my ex, he suffered or experienced a lot of trauma going up from from childhood, which mm. sort of like um, heightened his insecurities. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of it. I knew what it was that he'd experienced because you know, like when you're together, you'll have you'll talk about your child, yeah. your childhood and whatnot. But I was again at that place where I was so naive that. When he's telling me these things, I'm like, I feel sorry for him, but it's going in one ear and at the other, I'm not seeing the link. Yeah. But it's only like when I'm out of it now and I'm going through therapy and I'm and I'm actually trying to heal myself, I realise, damn, like the person that I was de dealing with, yes, he was insecure, but it was so much more than that. This person was, it's like his childhood self was crying out for help. And because he too went through abandonment, yeah. um, he too was belittled as a child. Like, so he feels so insecure and this sort of like exasperated his misogynistic mindset where he cannot be told by a woman okay. what he should be doing or yeah. the idea of a woman doing better than him sort of like makes him feel insecure. Okay. Like, yeah. So so it's like he's using what he's been through as a, what he's kind of like taking it out on you. Like, mm. because, but again, it's just all back to that not being healed from like, but at, at any point during the, and again, this isn't to say this is your fault, but mm -hmm. at any point during the relationship, did you kind of say to him, well, look, you're going through something, you need to kind of like get some help to help you deal with it. This isn't this isn't the way sort of, sort yeah. of thing. I did, but that was like later on when, so like towards the end of the relationship, maybe a year before it started to deteriorate. Well, it was deteriorating before I started to actually have that level of awakening to leave yeah. um, because I was educating myself because at first he told me that I'm, I need healing and he told me that I'm, um, I need self-love. So at that point when I started doing my own research on healing my own abandonment issues, I realized that's when the penny dropped and I realized my ex also is insecure. Um, and not only that, he's suffering from childhood trauma. So maybe he should go through counseling or therapy. And I suggested that because I was going through it. And he was like, nobody, no one can tell me what I don't know about myself. And those were his words. And I just think he wasn't ready. And sometimes that the person that's going through that, unless you're ready to start healing, that box doesn't want to be open because you're afraid of what's under there. He's yeah. afraid to sort of let that, all the things go up to the surface. And yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. But that, that I, I get not being ready and stuff, but, but that toxic, isn't you know you've not there's not being ready and realize okay i'm not ready but also no i can't continue moving like this but it, with him it just seemed like i'm not ready and i'm gonna keep moving like this yeah you know what i mean and that, but I, that, that doesn't help i don't think he saw the link um i saw the link when when he was suffering from like i remember at that point because i used to suffer from anxiety especially like because of everything that i was going through but i just didn't know why I was suffering from anxiety. So it's like, he'll come he'll come to me and I'll jump. And it's like, Asa, why are you so jumpy? Not realizing that I'm jumpy because you you basically trigger my spirit. Like my spirit does not take to you. Mm. And at this point I, I wasn't aware of it, but I knew that this person does not, he's like, he makes me jump. I feel uneasy. And um, so he'll belittle me and tell me, oh, Asa, it's just anxiety. Everyone suffers from me. I've suffered it my whole life. And I thought, then why don't you seek therapy, right? There's a problem there, right? It's like nobody can tell me nothing. 
I don't know about myself. And it's like, perhaps he doesn't see the link. So he, do you think he wasn't self-aware that he was oh, going through yeah. issues himself? He made it seem like he was self-aware. So he knew that this is how I feel. I am depressed. I'm anxious. But I don't know whether he knew that it extends from childhood. But tell a lie. I feel like perhaps he did know. And he just wasn't ready to speak to me about it. Because I remember at one point, there was a time where I started to research about attachment styles. And I was keen to just understand what his, his attachment styles were, just because I felt like there was a very, there's a big disconnect between our relationship. I felt like I was more like, love me, don't leave me. And he was just like, I, don't, I care, but I don't care. He's like constantly in and out, in and out. So I remember telling him, do this test. Um, he did it. He gave me the results and it was what I expected it to be. It's like an avoidant attachment style. And then we started to speak and he was like, ah, oh, I think I'm this way because growing up, um, my sisters just wouldn't rape me. My sisters wouldn't help me. They would see me on roads coming back from school, drive past me instead of like, pick me up. And then I realized, wow, like there's even more. Like mm. that's him opening up. So at that point, because I was now becoming more self-aware, I saw the link and I was like, okay, this is why he's like very much, I don't need anyone or he's just very much secluded within his own self, even within his family, um, within our relationship. Yeah. He was like, wants to be by, by himself. He didn't want that whole structure of a family. But but even with that though, like when you kind of had that heart to heart, did that kind of make you have more faith in the relationship or, or at no. that point was it, the emotional and physical abuse was still already kind of rife or? Yeah, at that point, the emotional abuse was there, but not as much because at that point, um, I was already detaching slowly. The physical abuse had already happened at that point about twice, but the third time um, where it was about to happen again, that's when I left. So me sort of like telling him to do this thing was me trying to think, okay, can we actually save this? Yeah, mm. but sit, hearing what he was saying and also seeing the results. And when I, I suggested therapy um, to him at that particular point, um, it was hard because it's not something that he would accept. And I remember thinking, um, when, I, when I was researching to the attachment styles, they said that someone who is either one end of the spectrum or the other, like I was more anxious, he was more avoidant. We, the, someone who's anxious will need someone that's secure and someone who's avoidant also needs someone that's secure. Um, the two people, me and him, couldn't really be. Oh, okay. There so, wasn't yeah. <laughs> so at that point, I thought there is no saving this because it's clear that this is what he is and this is what I am. Yeah. And I can't force him, knowing his character, knowing how it's been all these years, I cannot tell him what to do. So mm -hmm. at that point, I was like, okay, this is just more motivation, even though it was hard because, yeah. again, you're codependent. But, um, yeah, it was more motivation to sort of think, Figure my. I was just trying to do the work, that, that shadow work, to think, okay, what can I do to leave this? So it was the reading, the research, and I thought, yeah, eventually I guess I got there, but that, it was a process. That must be tough, though, because, yeah. like, on one end, you're actually in within that abusive state, and also you're also kind of like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, I don't know if it sounds like mm. plotting, no, 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 I'm gonna, let me not say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll cut this out, but like, kind of like, um, I don't say plot in your escape. Mm. I don't know if that sounds, you know, I want to cut that. I want to cut that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so what I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, so at that moment, it's like you're, I don't even have to wear this properly, damn. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like gathering the strength to leave. Yeah, gathering the strength to leave. Mm. Yeah. yeah, at that point, it was towards the end. So at that point, I was already 
I had already emotionally left. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. when I was going through the most, the high, the like, within the relationship, when I was at the high, like, when the emotional abuse was at its highest, I wasn't at that point where I was trying to leave. I wasn't even oh, aware of okay. it. So like, I'd say 2013, 2014, that's when I was at, the, uh, that's when it was at the highest, the emotional abuse. But, but, but at that, that point- you were trying to leave. No, when I was trying to leave, that was what, 20, 2017, 2018. So that was oh, years okay. later. But when it was at the highest, the emotional abuse, I was, I, I was at uni, I, I had just given birth. So my son was like one. Um, that's when it was at the highest. That's when he's like, yeah, don't work. Um, don't dress like this. Don't don't do this. Don't wear makeup. If I'm at my mum's house, he would like drive me to my mum's house, leave me there with um, my, our son, and he'll call me within an hour or two. Oh, let's say I don't pick up. Um, he'll call me again. Eventually, when I'll answer, he was like, starts asking me questions, and my mum's like, after why is he questioning you so much? Like, he saw where he left you. He's mm. got your car, so it's not like you're going anywhere with a newborn baby. You know what I mean? So it was like, he, he wanted that control. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I think it was also trust issues. Um, and a lot of trust, trust issues me. came back, came from his own experience, from his own, like, previous relationship. Mm. Yeah, that's, that sounds a bit mad because... But, but that's crazy because usually when, when you think about these stories, often like you think the final straw is when like maybe it was just the person has just yeah just taking it too, too far he's already, already taking it too far but, mm-hmm. but the minute you start hitting someone but then usually you think maybe it's like that lost attack or whatever but you, you're saying for you it was more of like not even at the height of that it was more when you've kind of um gradually left that in a sense, so you so it was a point where that like, your your head's more like clear. Now like, you've checked out ages ago. Mm. Like, the minute so the, the moment you so the moment you check out, the moment you check out and the and when that sort of like last last straw or final mm. attack happens isn't when you just can leave because I think sometimes as well when you're someone who hasn't been through that, you kind of just think okay right I'm gonna yeah you you hit me just that one time that's the one I need, mm. but for some in your case was it more of like no like I've I've realized now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like. Yeah, I had many of those moments. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so it didn't happen like overnight. Um, again, throughout the course of our relationship, he ended it sometimes, and then I was codependent, and I'd go back, and yeah. then we'll get back together. And other times, I knew, oh, this person isn't for me, and I'll end it. Like my second child, when I was pregnant with my second child, I ended the relationship, um, and. Actually, even before that, in 2014, we first split up and it was like we got back together again after a year. And at that point, that's when I hadn't realised I was going I was going through the emotional abuse before that. But I was going through the emotional abuse before that when I look back in hindsight, because that's when it was at the highest. Mm. Um, it was at, uh, at the highest when I was at uni and that. But when I started to sort of focus on my career and after university, that's when he sort of felt threatened and it started to become worse. It's where... He'll start to tell me, I saw, I want you to be a stay-at-home mum. Look at these other women that are looking after their children and not focusing on work. Why Why can't you just start your own business? Why do you want to work in the corporate world? And these times the man's not bringing nothing to the table, but he's asking man, me to. Man's not even coming with a chair. Like. <laughs> and so I'm like, this guy's telling me that I should do this. So he, I just thought this man wants me to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, imagine I didn't actually depend on myself imagine actually wasn't bringing money in like 
where would I be? Like emotionally, I was codependent on him, but yeah. financially, I wasn't. Okay. So imagine I was. That would have been. I would have been messed up. Like because as much as we think, mon- like we need money, right? Yeah, like yeah. pays the bills. It does a lot of stuff. So so I don't depend on him for nothing. Like yes, emotionally, but emotionally, you're not bringing nothing to the table anyway. So emotionally, that c- cup is empty. But I don't want an empty. I don't. I, I, I need. Yeah, I don't yeah. want an empty bank account, right? So he's like, oh, why don't you do this? I'm like, I hate, especially me, like I hated the fact that this person is trying to tell me like I should do this when they're not being an example of what that looks like. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just that process was constantly on and off, on and off. I sometimes gathered the strength to leave. Other times I didn't. Um, where he would come back and then he'd apologize and I'd let him back because yeah, I love the man. And, um, but later on, as the love started to go, I realized I don't love you anymore. This is just codependent. Yeah. I, I want to leave, but I'm struggling to leave, but I know I will leave one day. And, and I'll tell him this, I'll tell him that, cause before he knew I wanted to get married, he knew that I wanted to grow. And I remember him, I think he loved that. He loved the fact that I put him on this pedestal um, mm. and he fed off of that. Yeah. He fed off of that and he'll, he'll tell me like, one time he's like, oh, I saw, cause you want to be with me forever, right? And I was like, nah, like, I don't see this thing lasting. Um, I'm going to clock out. I'm clocking out soon anyways. I'm like, I'm emotionally, I don't feel like I'm here. I'm kind of here just because we've got kids together, but I don't even feel, I'm like, yeah. I told him like sexually even, I start to be less intimate mm. and he realized this. And I think that hurt him. He's like, so you're so blunt and you're so rude. And I thought, you made me this way. Like, I wasn't this person when we met, but I've had to use my words as weapons because you've you've hurt me emotionally yeah. um, through your actions, but not only that physically, with your fists, right? Mm. So my words are the only kind of like tool that I have to use to hurt you. So it became that I started to become sort of toxic myself at times where I find myself talking to him in a way, um, but at that point I didn't care because at that point again, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to leave. So like when we're arguing now, that's when it started to get physical and yeah, well, he'll grab me and yeah, it was mad. It, like your clap about getting strong in it. <laughs> 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 strong in it. But that, either, either way, however strong it is, that's, not, that's never an excuse, do you know what I mean? Well, but yeah. like, like what we said earlier, if, I feel like he was trying to also, not only was he, abusing you physically and emotionally but he's trying to get that financial control as well but it's like there's nothing to control as you said because there's no what you like what are you bringing do you know what I mean yeah. but it's like it sounds um again i'm not i'm not a physicist i'm not a psychologist but i just thought it sounds very like like it's about me i have this control but it's that's what i'm saying with, with what i said to you um when we spoke the other day it's like i feel like some people have no like there's nothing going on in in their lives and where they can have some sort of like power mm. so somehow they try to get that from elsewhere and, it, and it's toxic because you shouldn't mm. no matter how insecure you are you should that you know what how you trying to get power from abusing someone and that's and that's a man or woman that like mm. it's not how's that gonna how's that how's that productive how's that gonna you know what's that gonna do for you that's not you know you're already creating emotional hurt and even like even even that like probably ptsd like as well yeah. oh yeah i suffered a lot of ptsd i just remember like um even when i was at uni like my friends would call me 
and he wouldn't want, really want me to be on the phone. It's like, so eventually, because like I'm on the phone, like let's say me, I'm here, you're his there, and I'm talking, and I just like he's listening to my conversation, but not in a way that because you know that like, you could be nosy and just listening or intervene. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I get involved in people's conversations or whatever. He's not getting involved because he's interested. He's not even getting involved. He's just listening in just to figure out what's being said. I'm like, you can hear what's being said because you can hear what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But um. After a while, I just felt very uncomfortable um, because he started to ask me, like, why is your friend always calling you? And I'm like, it's a friend. Like, I'm a stay-at-home mum at the time because I was at my, on mat leave. Um, like, these are my friends. I can't bring them home because you don't want me to bring any of my friends home. Mm. And and the place that I was staying at at the time was his house. So it's like, I, although we were together, it was, we were very much separate in that sense. So I can't bring my own friends home, whether it's girlfriends, um, or my male friends. Yeah. And I tried to understand the male friends aspect, but the girlfriends, I was like, why can't I bring my friends? He's like, I don't really like people knowing where I live. So it's like me talking to my friends is my only way of trying to build a relationship yeah. unless yeah. I'm going out with them. And cause I had a new newborn at the time, I wasn't really trying to go out like that. So he'll start to ask me who I'm talking to. And then I, I started to sort of like put, just not answer calls and and that made me then feel anxious when I'd get a call. Okay, He's like, why yeah. aren't you answering? And I'm like, I just don't want to talk to them at this point. Oh, are you trying to hide something? And he's not realizing that I'm becoming this way because when I'm on the phone, he has an issue. So yeah. I stopped myself from actually answering the phone now. And now that I'm not answering the phone, he seems to think that there's a problem. It's like, bro, yeah. what do you want? I'm like, what? <laughs> there's no winning. I don't understand. You want, like, okay, yeah. don't answer the phone. Answer. It's, like, it's like, there's no winning. Man. And I'm like, and then after that, because he's seen the phone ring, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just be putting it on silent. So I just have my phone on silent. Why have you got your phone on silent? What are you trying to hide from me? This, 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 that. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. I'll just put it on loud. Oh, no, I'll put it on vibrate. Why have you got your phone on vibrate? And I was like, do you there think, was no winning and that do, was giving me PTSD. Do you think he was kind of paranoid when you'd talk to someone or if it's like a male, yeah. a, a male friend? Like, that's when he gets a thinking, oh, is she going to run with him? Or would, was he like that? Or Perhaps. Maybe you know, he felt... Like they're better than him or something. Who knows? Because he never even met my friends. My friends attempted to like, ha like my friend, especially my male friend. He was like, "Oh, I saw. Invite your. Um, it's my birthday. Invite your man. Um, to to my birthday. Like I'm having a birthday dinner. Just as a sign of respect to just show that. Yeah. There's literally nothing going on between you, me and Afsar. We're just cool. Mm. He's like, I don't want to chill. I don't want to be chilling with your friends, Afsar. Because he was much older than me. He just looked at us like we're youngers. So he's like, I don't want to be chilling with your youngers. Like, youngers. And I was yeah. like, okay, but you're with me, right? You're five years older than me. So they're my age. So if that's how you feel, why did you get with a, a girl that's five years, five years younger yeah. than you, right? Yeah. But yeah, that started to just make me feel so... Um, that gave me PTSD, like... I stopped answering calls and it ended up affecting my relationships with my friends because they're like, Ass is not answering the phone. Um, Cause if it's on silent, that means I missed calls from my mom as well, right? And my mom will constantly be like, Ass, I've been trying to call you. Like, why don't you ever answer? And I, I was at that point where I just didn't know. It was making me feel anxious, but I wasn't aware of why I was feeling anxious. I knew that I don't feel happy. Like mm. I might be out and someone looks at me and then he makes me feel like it's me. Like I'm like, if someone's looking at me, that is not my problem. That is not my fault. But I'll find a way to try and give him the confidence. I will try and over explain myself to make him feel secure. But it just became like that so much and it was just so draining. Because I realized through that 
which is the whole codependent. I'm doing this to you, trying to uplift you, trying to make you feel confident. But in the same way, you're bringing me down. Like, he didn't want me to be on socials. He's like, why are you on social? Because before it was Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. But at this point, I had now Instagram. Why are you on Instagram? On on WhatsApp at the time, why do you have a picture up on WhatsApp? What? Why do you have a picture up on WhatsApp? So I was like, okay, cool. If you don't want to see my picture, I just deleted his number so that if you have an issue with my picture, I'll delete your number so that you don't see my picture. So he um, he thought that I was being secretive at that point. So he went to on his sister's phone, looked at my number. He's like, I see you still got a picture. And I said, I deleted your number because you have an issue with my picture. So it's like, you're being secretive. This is why like, I don't trust you. I feel like you're, you're seeing other people. I was like, what? I'm always at home with you. It, you dropped me, he was dropping me to uni. So it's like, he knew about whereabouts. So. Yeah, that, that, I don't know, that's serious. You, you need some serious help, man. Like, so yeah, it was like literally everything. Like no no level of paranoia is cool, but when you're saying, okay, why is your phone on silent? Why is it on loud? Why have you got a picture of what, what do you want? <laughs> Down you to want like even being do? pregnant. Like, I was pregnant at one point and I was wearing leggings because wearing like, other types of clothes. Well, leggings just feels more like comfortable yeah. for a pregnant lady. Because um, my jeans at that point were not fitting on my belly. Why are you wearing leggings? I was like, I'm pregnant. So you're trying to you're trying to like attract men. I was like, me and my pr heavy pregnant self, like my belly's up um. to here. What man's gonna wanna <laughs> move to me? Like, <laughs> I was like, um. what? Oh, and then through that, he'll just give me silent treatment for like a week or two. And like we're living together and the man's not talking to me just because I went out in leggings because I feel comfortable wearing leggings because I'm heavily pregnant with with your child. And it was it was that. It was just constant. I felt like I was on the edge. I felt like there was no winning with this man. And at that point I was unhappy. And I'll tell my mom, my mom's like, he's manipulative. But I just thought, oh, mom, mom always says everyone's manipulative. See, no, mm. but I don't see mom, mom's intuitions. I, I think mom's, yeah, they've got good intuitions as well. Listen, they're sharper than Mystic Meg. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. telling you, they, they know if if, the, if, if you, a mom says, no, I don't trust that. I feel she's like, why? You haven't even, you haven't met them. Mm. But trust me, like over the years, I know with my mom, with, yeah, she's she's been, she's called it. At yeah. the time, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but she's... Mm -hmm. No, because I, I think because mums have been through similar things with friends and so they mm. know straight away that, oh, this That's is true. a bad person, don't be, don't follow this person. Yeah. And obviously people might get offended or why, and but just listen yeah. to them. They know yeah. what they're talking about. Because once you're in it, whether that's know? like a friendship or relationship, once you're in that, and you're like, oh, no, nah, mum, this person's cool, man. Don't, mm. You'll see, you'll see. It's fine, it's fine, but... Trust me, she knows what she's talking about. But mm -hmm. at that moment, you're just clouded by, oh, nah, man, this is, this is my people, mm -hmm. man. This is, you know, like, just just trust me on this yeah. one. But they, they know in it, they know. You just think they, they're trying to be a hater, but trust me, yeah, they know. Yeah, I just felt like, oh, mom, you just don't mean to be with him. And I was like, mom, I just ignore it. But then, you know what? Like, things started to, as much as he was very paranoid of what I was doing or what he thought I was doing, I remember like being at my mom's house and one time going to his house and just finding things, finding things out. And I realized this person is cheating on me. So he's paranoid, but he's out here doing oh, wow. his do, doing his thing, right? <laughs> but yeah, like it was just, it was just a lot. It was just, everything just kept add, adding up. It just didn't add up, I mean. Um, 
at first why he was the way that he was. But later on, I think I realised that this person is insecure. This person... I remember he'd ask me, like, I don't know why you love me. And then that question in itself was so powerful because I felt like you know that you are not worthy of being loved. So you kind of look at me like, why are you still here after how I treat you? Mm. So it's because he suffers from self-hate or perhaps... Yeah, he just feels insecure within himself, so he doesn't feel like he's worthy of being loved. And that's probably why he self-sabotages um, the relationship and by being controlling or and whatnot. Yeah, like that's... Mm. That, like even just as much as, you know, this story, it's, it's, it's good to hear it from someone that as you've made it out. And I don't, I don't say it like that as if it's mm. something... Because it, it is a lot. It, is, it must be a lot to deal with and to go through. But, like, thankfully, you've made it out. And not only that, Thankfully, um, would you say you're at a place where, like, mentally you've you've got yourself back together? Yeah, um, I am. It took a while, but I'm here, and uh, I thank God honestly because I got uh, I went I got to a place where I was ex- I was suicidal, and before I'd left, I was it's like I was left, but I was still there. Like we weren't together, but we were still being intimate, etc. And I was still because of that, he felt like he still had that level of power and control over me. And um, so at that point, I was just struggling to sort of call, call it quits, like to actually be like, you know what, I'm done. Just let me leave, like where he'll still come back. Um, and that's when when I felt that when, you know what, when I actually realized I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, it wasn't, it wasn't freeing. It was actually, it actually hurt me so much that I was like, I hated myself at one point because I felt like, Asa, how can you be so naive and dumb that you allowed yourself to go through this? So it was that denial first. And then once I accepted it, I was in a bad place. I just wanted to commit suicide. And and because of that, I remember like talking to my sister and I remember him, him laughing. And I felt like he he enjoyed he enjoyed the fact that I was at this low place in my life. I've always been very positive, very like upbeat. Even if I'm going through stuff, I'm always like, really like, no one will know. And I think because you saw me down where it's affecting work and I remember at work I was about to be even made redundant at, the, at that particular time. I was at that place where I was just like lost and down. I couldn't get out of bed. <coughs> so I'm losing my voice. And um, yeah, and I think he he loved that. And I rem- And for me, when I saw him smile, that was... That was like, you know, I saw you can't quit. Yeah, you have to get back up. And that's for me, that was like the motivation to be like, I'm not going to let this man win. I'm not going to let him win. And that was when I had that um, awakening of just, okay, firstly, I, I'm Muslim. So I was like, I want to focus. I remember it was like similar time like now, Ramadan, I was fasting. And I thought, let me focus firstly on God. And I started praying, I started fasting. And that led me to just thinking, you know, I have to leave this. And I remember telling him, I'm done. And then I remember him, his response at the time was like, that pussy still mine though. And I was just like, I just cut the phone and then it was that. And and then he tried to, after that, after ending it, he started to become even more violent. I think he realised that Asa's not taking control. He's trying to enter, break into my house. And I was just like... It got the police involved and, and whatnot. And that's when I was like, yeah, I need to get out. Like, I need to make sure there's boundaries in place. Mm. This person is not going to have access to me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it took a while and then I went through therapy, I went through counselling and I'm here now and I feel so blessed. I feel like I needed to go through that to find myself mm. and I needed to go that to recenter myself and yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm a much better place than I was back then. Oh, thank God. That's, that's a great testimony. <laughs> that's great. I feel great like testimony. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it feels yeah. like testimony and like, that's, and that's what essentially it's about like, again, like unfortunately, you know, the, the people who have gone through this and haven't made it, and like, mm. even like back to what was like, when, when we started this earlier about the uh, um, the program was actually based on a true story. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, My mum actually told me to watch that, yeah, and sad. I still ain't watched it. And like she, I don't know what, what I need it's to true watch story, it. but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not spoiling yeah. it. But, it's <laughs> but she, she, yeah, she died. She passed oh, away, yeah. and then you know, you know, they had a, they had a door. I think the door even um. I think she witnessed it, but I think she was quite young, so I don't know if she knew what was going. On. Yeah. yeah, sad. It's sad. It's very sad. But um, you know, as much as yeah, it's it's, it's been a uh, yeah, like I said, it's been a testimony. But at the same time, it's these things are are not easy, man. So like, no. just gotta give you your flowers and just keep doing what you're doing with um, you know, your YouTube and and your yeah, your counselor and your counselor. So yeah, just to like um, as we're wrapping up, just like plug yourself in terms okay. of what you're doing, what you do, where people can find you. Okay, so like, through going for all that, I just saw it as, you know what, I need to help other women that are gone have gone through um, anything traumatizing, and that doesn't mean that it's a relationship, it could be like a family traumatizing events, childhood trauma. So I do emotional wellness coaching for anyone that's going through any tough time during their current, during their lives, right? Because we all go through different transitions throughout the course of our lives. So I'm currently doing that. And um, so you can find me on Afsa underscore Rosette on Instagram or my website, afsarosette.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Afsa Rosette. But yeah, I think for me, this, as I said, I needed to go through this. And I look back at it and I think, you know what, what could I learn from that experience? And what I learned was finding me and making sure that you don't get lost in relationships. What you look for in others is already within yourself. And I think because I was at that place where I'd, before meeting my ex, I was going through my own trauma and he did. He was going through his own trauma. We bonded through trauma, but I think when you're dating or speaking to someone, be very mindful, um, pay attention, and also understand that this person isn't there to complete you. First, you have to complete yourself. And so yeah, when dating, just make sure that you're whole within you first to make sure that you don't find yourself in another, again, trauma bond relationship. Yeah. And that's for men and women, and yeah. even just non, non, non romantic, romantic, yeah. yeah so definitely, yeah, that's, I think that that's some, some good words to close things off. Yeah. Being honest, um, but it's been it's been lovely. Thank it's you been a once pleasure. again. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on the show. For um, I know it's I know it's tough, even though like you talk about it quite um frequently, but I know yeah. it can be quite still be true. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for um doing that. Um, and thank you for all everyone that's been listening. Um, that's the wrap but you can find us on think out loud pod underscore subscribe on apple podcast spotify google podcast and subscribe on our youtube channel but other than that yeah. that's a wrap from that's us that's it man that's it